Welcome to the Recruitment Mentors Podcast. My name is Hisham Azuz. This is another edition of the Early On in Recruitment series where we're uncovering and speaking to recruiters who are early on in their recruitment journey to find out how they're getting on, advice for people that are considering recruitment as a career, get tips from them on how to survive but actually absolutely smash your first year in recruitment, advice for people to um, do really well in their interviews for recruitment and a lot of other things. But I'm really excited to be joined by Herman today from Ambition Recruitment. But before we start, uh, before I start giving you loads of questions and I was breaking this down, Herman, if you could introduce yourself and uh, we'll get into it. So my name's um, Harmon um, and been working in recruitment for pretty much just two years bang on now. Um, Graduated in well, finished my uni course in June 2019 and joined recruitment the month after. Um, and I recruit into insolvency and restructuring. Ambition. Love it. So have you had your graduation? Have you had that? Yeah, no, I mean, COVID wasn't a thing when I graduated. That hit um, the March after of 2020. Oh, okay, nice. Yeah. Um, Some people haven't had that, have they? I'm sure you've had mates that might not have had that. Yeah, Just no. Like virtually or something. Yeah, I know there's a few people that haven't had that yet. People who did masters um, still haven't actually had a ceremony yet, which is yeah. a bit gutting for them, I'm sure. Yeah, it's not ideal, is it? So, as you said, obviously graduate in 2019, and you what it was geography that you got a degree in? Yeah, geography. Nice. Okay. Um, so graduated that. Like, let's just start. Like, how how the hell did you end up in recruitment? Like, was it did you have mates in recruitment? Did you like I don't know? Talk to us about that. How did you end up in recruitment? Um, so it was actually a cousin that suggested it to me. I must have got to I don't know Christmas of third year, um, and I just had no clue what I wanted to do. Um, mm. Sort of sort of spoke to him about it, and I was like, God, I'm, I'm graduating this summer. No idea what I want to do. I mean, geography's all right. I focused a bit like on the human side of geography, but it wasn't really my thing. Um, like I enjoyed the course, but the careers from it, and I didn't really fancy working as a town planner for the council or whatever. So, um, so I spoke to him about it, and he he just suggested recruitment, and I'd never really. I mean, I knew what the word meant, but I didn't really know what what it really entailed. Actually, yeah, so, yeah. So yeah, okay. just sort of researched it. Um, sort of looked into a bit, looked at a few different companies, um, listened to your podcast at the time as well. Um, nice. I think it was called the Recruitment Roller Coaster Podcast back then. Um, yeah, and just from the stories from that, just sort of spurred me on to actually go for it. Um, Love that. So let's just let's just talk about that pressure that you're feeling. I think it's important. I think I didn't go to university, but I think we all feel pressures of like, what the hell are we doing with our life, basically, and that yeah. constant just feeling of like, is this what I want to do? maybe the rest of my life or like what my purpose is or whatever. So like, would you mind just talking a bit about that? Cause I feel like I'm sure you've spoken about this with your friends, but that's a lot of pressure, right? You've gone to university, there's debt that you've taken on and I'm sure you've had, you've got parent pressure as well. Like, like Harmon, what are you doing? Like, yeah. da, da, da. so like, how did you process that out of interest? Like uh, maybe even a bit with a bit of hindsight for people that might be going through that now, but talk to us a bit about how you felt and how you were processing and dealing with that pressure. Um, I guess, I mean, a lot of people probably turn to Google these days, don't they? Um, mm. And just sort of Google like what to do if you don't know what you're going to do um, after yeah. graduation. So I turned to Google, um, you know, watched a few YouTube vids and stuff and everyone's like, oh, don't stress, you'll find your own path in life, just choose what you enjoy, whatever. Um, yeah. 
And hearing that as someone that doesn't know what they want to do, you just wish that someone could just give you the answer. Um, mm. So it's annoying that I'm going to say this, but I think this choose something which you think you're going to enjoy, in fairness. <laughs> um, try not to stress about it, even though that's that's not going to help me to saying that. Um, I think, okay. yeah, the best thing you can do is, I mean, you know, reach out to, um, if you've got any sort of older mates that have graduated or, you know, brothers, sisters, cousins, you know, maybe your parents, um, just for an idea of what to do. Um, okay. Like there's there's no pressure on, like you're, you're not going to, chances are, you know, your first job, you're not going to retire in. Um, yeah. You know, graduating at 21, like I guess you've got your whole life ahead of you. So there's no stress to pick the perfect career. Just choose something you think you're going to be, you know, half good at. <laughs> Give it a good yeah, crack. Yeah. If you do well, you do well. If you don't, then learn from it. Choose something else kind of thing. Um, yeah. I think for me, it was like a massive pressure of, oh, it's got to be, you know, the exact thing I'm going to be doing for the rest of my life. Um, yeah. I've got to be perfect at it. I mean, luckily it's worked out for me in recruitment, but um, I think, yeah, just try not to stress about it really. Do your research. Mm. So to, let's just talk to that very quickly and then we'll move on. Because I think that's actually, it's that. And like this is what I've taken from some of these conversations, which I just find fascinating really like, this idea that like you're going to find exactly what you want to do in the perfect job, like straight out the bat, like straight out the gate. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like if I think my, I had no idea what I wanted to do and it, I then ended up stumbling into sales. But before that I was doing all sorts of delivering pizza for Domino's, working at B&Q, working in different yep. things. Yep. Then I went abroad, had to get, I got a sales role where it was commission only. Then I was like, ah, oh, sales, it was really difficult to start, but I enjoyed it. And then that was that. But like, could you talk to that a sec? Like for anyone that's feeling right now that they like, why is it, why, like, I don't know, I guess it's easier for you to feel like that now because I don't know, like just why, how can we help people just not put so much weight to, I have to get the perfect job, like the first job out of uni? Um, I think, I think just doing, just doing your research. I mean, people who are watching this, you know, you can take from it, you know, me just saying it's not, particularly going to help um but if you just do your research speak to people that have graduated um yeah and from their stories you'll be able to tell it will give you a bit more confidence in yourself that you're choosing the right thing or it's it's not a massive commitment um yeah yeah like at the end of the day um you know once you've graduated you, you might want to take a gap year or whatever if you want do some traveling um or you might just want to you know start earning straight away um so I guess, you know, there, there really isn't any pressure. I guess the only real pressure is, you know, just your degree. Focus on the degree more than anything. Get a decent, you know, get a 2-1, get a first if you can. Um, that's the main thing, really. Um, you know, in your spare time, just look around for jobs. Um, something which you think, you, you know, you would find interesting. I think the main thing is, you know, go for some interviews. Um, meet the mm. people that actually work there um, and ask the questions there. You know, like, go for interviews. It's what I tell my candidates. It's, it's not a commitment to taking the job. You know, it's just yeah. a fact fight. You know, you're interviewing them as much as they're interviewing you. Um, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, just try not to stress, relax. Yeah, no, good point. And I think just, and then it'd be good to get your thoughts on this, but I think the other thing just to like really sort of underline is like definitely don't, don't definitely don't like put a lot of weight on how your CV is going to look as well. Do you know what I mean? Like if you go into a job and you're like three months in and you're like, this is, fucking terrible like i do not want to be doing this and then you get another yep. job like that isn't going to affect your chances in 10 years 10 years 10 years time to get a job do you know what i mean even in the yeah. short term i think sometimes that's as well like people like i don't know obviously you help people now prep blah 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 like if you don't 
if you have a couple of client um, businesses on your CV and you're just graduated, like that's not the end of the world. Like you're going to be experimenting and finding stuff out. Yeah. I think the key thing with that is, I guess people are afraid of being too jumpy. Um, yeah. I mean, it's, I guess, I mean, I've not, I've only been recruiting for two years, so I, I can't really speak for how it used to be from what I've heard though. Um, it's getting better with with clients talking about CVs as being jumpy. They understand that people who are a bit younger are going to move around um, yeah. you know, every couple of years or you know a couple of months maybe, um, depending on how how the firm sort of treated them really or how they sort of felt they fit in. So I think the, the key thing here is if you can get your foot in the door at an interview, just explain the reasons why. They're probably going to ask you, even if they're sort of fairly understanding. If you've been to mm. three different firms in a year, um, that obviously you know logically that's going to raise some, some yeah, red yeah. flags they're going to want to know why just make sure you've got answers ready for that um if yeah, they're yeah. genuine and you know um your old boss was you know didn't really get along with them or it wasn't the right fit for you just explain it i mean you know logical rational um favorite interviewing partner director would understand that i think yeah yeah i think yeah i think just final point on this i think as well i think what would make if yeah i get i get that but i think if you're it's different if you're jumping within one industry compared to different industries do you know what i mean because that's yeah. quite a logical story where it's like okay over the last 12 24 months i've worked at four different companies but two like two um companies with different sectors so I was, i've worked out that wasn't right for me but yeah it's definitely you're gonna have to have a solid story if it's constantly jumping around in one industry do you know what i mean yeah, like, yeah definitely really, yeah so cool so the question i have first then so obviously it seems like recruitment really piqued your curiosity ended up in recruitment but like what i'd be keen to know from you is what skills or experiences recruitment given you that you least expected this podcast is proudly partnered with the award-winning Sourcebreaker. this week I have another Sourcebreaker story for you. So listen to how Sourcebreaker has helped this consultant do deals. I had worked the tenancy manager vacancy twice over with no results, having gone through numerous first and second stage interviews. I was running out of candidates as the location was quite remote and I had exhausted the talent pool in the area. After having some great training with Jamie, great work, Jamie. I set up a source bot on the vacancy. The following day, the source bot picked up a perfect candidate who lives around the corner. Within a week, I secured her the role. After having the vacancy for two months, the candidate was absolutely thrilled as she had been searching for a role for six months. She was a single mother and needed a position to support her family. She was so grateful to find her dream job and the client felt it was a perfect fit. Thanks to Sourcebreaker, I have a very happy client and an even happy candidate. If any of you have not looked at or researched the Sourcebreaker tool yet, please go and check it out. You will not regret it. You listen to this podcast, you even get an exclusive saving. There's so many of these stories that I could read to you, but this tool is one of those game-changing tools that you just have to look at and consider to be part of your tech stack, part of the tools that you have to be successful. Use the link in the show notes to get your exclusive savings and enjoy the rest of the episode. Um, I, it's a difficult one, I think. Um, 
because you have such a different you have no idea well you do have a bit of an idea but not as much of an idea of what recruitment actually entails when you first join as to when you've been doing it for a little while um yeah so i, I didn't know that you know everyone says it's fast paced you know you've got to be resilient and all these different things but you just sort of say yeah yeah it's fine i'm, I'm resilient I'm, <laughs> I, can, I can do all this stuff yeah you've resilient got no, got that. <laughs> yeah you've actually got no idea um it's actually tough so i think the main thing i the, the main thing, the main skill I think I've learned, and something which I'm still sort of developing, um, probably is just prioritizing tasks in order mm. of in order of importance. So you might have, you know, X number of jobs come through the door, um, or you might be working with a number of candidates. You've got to be able to rank it in order of what's going to get you where you want to be, essentially, or, or what's going to be. Um, I think knowing when to quit is 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 one of the most important things. That's been something that's difficult. Um, you know, if you've if you've been trying to source a job for quite a long time, the, the client's tricky, or um, you know the processes are dragging, or you're sending candidates and they're just not getting the interview. The, you know, the client might be really really choosy. Um, your time is probably best spent elsewhere. Um, so I think yeah, prioritizing jobs um, is a, is a key skill that I didn't realize I'd, I'd get, and I guess that sort of spills over into life as well. If you've got a lot yeah, like of time management, prioritize it. Yeah, time management. Yeah, basically. Uh, yeah, time management. I mean, yeah. I mean, I remember sort of talking about that in the interview, being like, "Yeah, time management. I've got like, <laughs> de- I've got all these deadlines to hit, but it, you've only got maybe what one, two, three assignments to do at a time. And at uni, you've got all the time in the world, haven't you? Getting up at like one, um, and then just doing a bit of work, you know, going out and then just doing it where you can, few or nights maybe here and there. Um, so, <laughs> I think, yeah. Um, yeah yeah, definitely the spinning plates part of it, prioritizing tasks. That's probably the, the least expected skills I think I've got from it, even though I was told that I'd need that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I know it's, diff- it's different in reality, isn't it, when you actually yeah, exactly. do it. It's, 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 a really, it's a really common area, this, even for people that are like three, four years down the track. Like time management productivity is is definitely, because it isn't, it isn't something that, it's like a in in the in um, the recruitment mentors community. It's like a it was a new sort of learning development area that we introduced like three four months ago because it like we kept getting feedback about that's an area that people really want to develop or improve in because yep. you sort of just have to stumble and learn the hard way. Really, like I mean that's how yeah. I, like there wasn't really you don't really get a lot of support on that or like training. So I guess my next question is, and I know you said you're still developing this, but I guess. For people listening to this that are in a similar spot to you, I guess what are some of the things that you do now to get better at prioritizing out of interest that maybe you didn't do at the beginning or you had to learn the hard way out of interest? Um, that's quite a difficult question. Uh, I think, I don't know, I think it's, it's, it, it depends on the individual. Some things will work for some people, some things won't work for others. I use Microsoft to do the to-do list. You can, okay. you know, prioritize it. That's just a really like um, useful thing for me. You can just slide. It's like a to-do list that you can slide, tick it off when you've done it. That's it's like digital one. Yeah, yeah, essentially. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we did have training on it, um, but and that was useful. But I think a lot of it's on the job. Just trial and error. What works for you? Um, yeah, yeah. You know, work closely with your manager. Be self-critical um, when mm. things don't go your way. Um, and to sort of learn from it. I think the key from it is so cliche, but it's just learning from your mistakes, isn't it, really? Yeah, yeah, um, no, yeah that's fair enough. Or, or, or at least it's trying to improve on it. Yeah. Have you, this came out of one of our training sessions recently, and I actually did this when I first launched my own business when I started training recruiters on personal branding, and it really helped because I had yeah. to really, there's just, 
I'd obviously spun a lot of plates in recruitment, but there's even more plates when you some that when you start your own business if it's just you. But something have you have you ever looked at like basically auditing a week or what like you your mean? desk out of interest? So an exercise that I did that you might find useful people listening is basically, so for a whole week, what I did, I was working with a coach at the time, they recommended it. So basically for a whole week, every single hour, you write down what you did. And the reason why that'd be useful is because you'd be surprised the amount of time that you spend on certain things. So you might be That's, thinking, yeah, I'd recommend doing that because... That's actually that next, I mean, I'll try that. <laughs> next try time, it just for one whole week. Yeah, one whole week. So every single hour, if I've got terrible handwriting, so I did it digitally. So like every single hour, or if obviously if you do different things in that hour, you just write down every single hour, what did I do, blah, blah, blah. And you'd be surprised. There might be some areas like, how, why the hell am I spending that much time on this? Or this is where I need to. So yeah, I get that. And I know it's very much on the job and learning what works for you, but I wanted to ask. So the next thing then, spoke around things that, yeah, maybe you've gained that you didn't um, expect. What have been, obviously, I'm sure you got this from the podcast when you listen, but obviously everyone will say recruitment early on is just so, so difficult. So what have been some of the challenges that you've had to work through out of interest so far? Um, so I guess challenge, I think, yeah, spinning plates, that is tough. Like that is mentally draining. Um, yeah. <laughs> trying to spin plates when you've got, you know, um, targets to hit, you know, things yeah. drop out. Like it is a tough job. Um, you know, things don't always go your way, even if sometimes maybe you did everything by the book. Um, yeah. How have you, you know, dealt with that? Because that's hard at the beginning. Um, I mean, it was never actually, I mean, I guess at the time you're fuming if something doesn't go your way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, because, you know, you start totting up the figures in your head and you think, wow, this is going to be great. You know, I, I could potentially be top bidder this month or whatever. Um, and you big yourself up. So I think for me, um, the key thing is I never get too excited until something is done and dusted and the offer's mm. accepted, written that person's maybe not started, yeah. but that, that, you know, it's pretty much done and dusted. You put the fee through the system. That's when you can sort of celebrate like early on, like my first fee or one of my, one of my first fees got really, really excited about it. It was my biggest fee in recruitment. It was absolutely buzzing, told everyone, um, you know, and, uh, and then she accepted the counter offer, um, which oh. was just going, so now I'm just a bit more relaxed about it. I think that's that's how I deal with it. Um, Stay a bit more grounded, like so you're not too high, not too low. Yeah, just just chill out. Um, yeah, just chill yeah, out, yeah. and just, you know, there's always going to be peaks, um, and there's always going to be lows as well. So just take it how it comes. Just accept it. It's part of the job. At the end of the day, just do what you can to mitigate it early on. Yeah. Um, and then if it's yeah, if it does go wrong. Um, you're you're still going to be upset of course just go for a walk chill out do whatever you want to do um then come back discuss it with your team like you know i've got a great team really supportive so you can just sort of talk it over with them and see you know if if you did go wrong you know did you talk about this this um and you're trying to to get that emotion sometimes out of your system isn't it yeah yeah uh, instead of it letting it ruin the rest of your day or the week or whatever what about how have you found, so you mentioned spinning a lot of plates again, like how have you found, have you found it difficult to switch off since you've been in recruitment? This podcast is proudly sponsored by Vincere, the ultimate recruitment operating system. They're more than just a recruitment CRM. They are 
the operating system to support your front, middle, and back office. I'm here this week just to tell you that Vincere continue to grow, they're continuing to innovate, and that means there's plenty of internal opportunities. There's been loads of successful stories within this business from recruiters turned tech sales professionals turned customer success managers, but they've taken a lot of successful recruitment professionals into their business and given them great career progression opportunities. So just want to let you know that they're hiring. And I spoke to one of their great stories within the business, Matt, within their customer success division, who has recorded a really short snippet on why he loves working for Vincere. So have a listen. If you're interested, check out the show notes and there's a link there to Vincere Careers and you can check out all of their live vacancies. So the main reason I like working at Vincere is, I mean, there's quite a few, but I think the main one is, it's just progression. You know, we are such an agile company and we're going through this, you know, hyper growth um, phase of, of growth and the opportunity is unbelievable. You know, you, the opportunity to do anything you want, if you're good at your job and you can prove that, you know, your talent will be fast tracked and you'll move up the chain. You'll move into a management and leadership role really, really quickly and you'll see your ideas come to life. You know, there's no there's not many layers um, everyone's got an open say. There's no egos as a big part of our strategy. And if you've got good ideas and you're willing to prove them and put them in practice, you'll see those ideas in our process, in our platform, in months, not years. Um, so it's a really just refreshing, it's just really refreshing to be part of a company that, you know, respect that and, and fast track that talent. So that's probably one of the main ones. Um, I would say, you know, it's not just Vincere's, you know, working at Vincere is not just a job. You know, it's not some somewhere where you come, you work nine till five, that's it, you leave, you take your money. It's a career. You know, it's whatever you put in this company is what you get out. And it kind of links back to the progression and the growth. It really is a career. It's a long-term career. Um, so if you're hungry for a challenge, you want to change, you're bored of the same day-to-day, -day, you know, Vincere's is where you want to be, particularly where we are now in our growth stage. It's a really, really exciting time to join um, to join the you know the global global company. Yeah, um, I'd say that's something I think is probably the actually the most difficult thing about the job switching off. Actually, really? um, yeah, especially when because if you proper throw yourself into it like like I have, um, like especially early on. Um, mm. Was it when I first started? It was yeah eight eight thirty start six pm finish, um, and then you know. If you had something on, you'd be working late. I, I live quite far from London, so it's about an hour and a half there and back. Like someone's getting home oh, wow. late, waking up at six. So that was tough. Um, but I think, yeah, um, it's a that's a difficult question to answer. Like how how do you? Well, you might you might not it? be. I'm just. It's just good that you're talking about it because there'll be people yeah, listening. I, I, yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, I think you've got it's got to sort of have a work life balance with it, really, haven't you? Um, mm. Yeah. One one thing that. that's. I find I find it hard to switch off, but one of the things that I don't know if you do this, but one of the things that's really helped me, and and there'll be some weeks I'm good at this, some weeks I'm terrible, but most of the time I'm quite good at it. But before I wouldn't like close off the week, and what I mean by that is, so something that I do every single week now, most of the time, is I'll basically reflect um, at the end of my week on basically so for like forty five minutes. It's four till 4.45 on a Friday and I'll reflect on, okay, what went well this week, what didn't, and then I'll also then look at my goals for the month 
quarter and then think about the week ahead. I think yeah. when I really struggled to switch off was I didn't like I didn't like have closure on the week. Do you know what I mean? When you sort of go into the weekend or even the evening sometimes when there's loose ends, you're thinking about certain things because you haven't made it. I don't know. You're already thinking about next week. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So that's, I think that's definitely helped me. Yeah. The big the big time when it, it's a struggle is when um, when you go to bed, when you go to sleep, and you yeah, stop, yeah, yeah. and then your mind's just rushing with stuff. Like should have done this, should have done that. So that's that. Yeah, that is difficult. That I think that's like an ongoing thing, really trying to switch off. Um, but uh, yeah, um, I guess just uh, what, what you said. Yeah, it's planning ahead. Um, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's, no, that, that's, that's, that's right for me. Yeah, but what, it's doing. Yeah, whatever it's you doing, said, mate. That's a perfect answer. No, no. Yeah, I, I definitely wasn't doing that early on, but I wish I. I've no, just had to. Yeah, I've had to really invest a lot into like time management. Like since having my own business and stuff, like I've just really had to do that because there's no one else holding me accountable. Do you know what yeah. I mean? besides myself so i guess on that i would definitely if you're not already and again this has been a game changer for me but like if you if you if you leave the office without planning your the next day like you will you will have even more of those thoughts when you before you go to bed so i don't know if you're doing that but i would definitely encourage you to do that mate yeah no usually like before 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 i leave the office try and write like three main things need to do first thing i think more than anything i guess i do that but not with the not not with a view to sort of switching off it's more just like a so I'm not sort of scrabbling about morning after trying to figure out our oh goal was I yesterday was yeah, yeah, yeah. today kind of thing, which has helped with yeah. that. Um, yeah, but yeah, that's, that's that a solid sense. tip for switching off as well. I think. What about so with that then on this because I think this is one of the challenges with the recruitment industry and why grads come in the industry and then get spat straight back out. Like how? And again, you may not have an answer to this, but we're talking about it's important. So like you said, waking up early, long commute, working hard. Like what? How did you make sure you didn't get burnt out? I did actually. I mean, you did. I, really? Yeah, no. I mean, I was, um, I was waking up at six, getting into the office, and then sometimes working until like you know half seven. Um, just thought, you know, if I put in more hours than anyone else, or if I put, you know, there are other competitors out there, they're not going to be doing this. I'll be able to get an edge. I'll be, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll have and that that's extra in your control. Edge. Um, but I think um, you you can do it within the hours you set. Obviously, you might spill over. I think the and. I think the key thing is just planning planning your day. Um, I think that audit, audit your week. Um, that's mm. obviously a tip I've just got on this call, but that's, that's, <laughs> that's, that's, that, that sounds that sounds really good. I'm going to start that from next week just to see where yeah. you're spending your time. But I guess I sort of did that already, just sort of thinking, um, you know, how how's my time best spent? Um, you know, don't call candidates or clients just for the sake of it. Get your numbers up. Yeah, um, yeah. Actually want good quality calls. Sit back, um, review your desks, you know, where you know where it's going to get me to target the quickest or yeah, you know, yeah. the easiest follow that um what so, so where so you said you burnt out what like so i mean i was just working too many hours i think i was just grinding it out in the office till late and then yeah, it, yeah, yeah. I, I went to the gyms down the road from the offices um because um just because Easier. it was just there um and sometimes i wouldn't get home till like you know 10 11 and um that's just too much <laughs> that that's is sustainable too much. Is like i don't work for jp morgan um and i'm not trying to say and i'm, and I'm not trying to save no, the world like, so, that's, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. that's that's a bit extreme um so i mean i still get the same amount of work done um and i still might put pull the odd you know late late one um or do a bit of work you know when i probably should mm. be relaxing but i think it's just a balance really um to try and figure out what what works best for you 
Um, what what are like non what are like non negotiables for you then out of interest like now maybe that you think helps you and look there will be some weeks where you've got great opportunity you know that if you place these three four jobs you're going to be in a good spot so like you might end up having a week where you're like just absolutely slogging it out that that's just part of the game but like you said and it's why we're having this conversation it's not sustainable like you're not going to have a successful career in recruitment without it being sustainable in yeah the habits that you're doing and stuff so. I guess just interested for people who listen to this that, that may have experienced this already or might be in the middle of it right now where they're doing what you were doing, just absolutely slugging it out. But it's just there's gonna there might be a point where they're just like I'm absolutely knackered or they fall ill or whatever. Like yeah. what's non-negotiable for you now out of interest that I don't know, maybe every single week you book time to do X. I don't know. Maybe you have um, something, maybe you don't, but I thought I'd ask. I don't really do you mean <sighs> What do, you, what do you mean? What do you mean by non-negotiable in terms no, of like my day, like a, a sort of time yeah. that I will spend doing one thing? Or well, I guess sorry. So I guess what I was just trying to find out was you said that you've you felt like you've experienced experience being burnt out. Yeah. So I guess I'm assuming after that you're like, right, I'm going to stop like doing this, or I'm going to make sure I make give myself time to right. do this okay. that might help you not be in that position again. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. That's what I, I was mean, trying to find out. Yeah, I, I guess. Um, I try, I try and take breaks now. I think it's harder doing that from home. I mean, in the office, I usually okay. used to take, a, I, you know, used to be like a pop out to, you know, yeah. wherever, get a coffee and a sandwich, come back and work at the desk, you know, go for a walk, take, take you know, at least half an hour, 45 minutes out of your day just to do yeah. something that's not recruitment. Um, yeah. Because it's, and it's, it's easy to sort of work, you know, way past the hours you probably should be at home because you just wake up straight at your desk like you're at work <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. Try, yeah, yeah. trying to take trying to take a you know a little bit of time out where you can um lunchtime yeah. well, yeah, so, so I, I try and do that that helps yeah um, yeah no, that's really useful because it's easy to you see people in the office don't you just having their nil deal in front of their desk and yeah. then put that in the bin and then their back slogging out again so Definitely. you've separated that um okay so the next thing, and I know that you thought this would have been really useful for you to think about or spend some more time on. So I wanted to ask it for you. So let's just talk a bit about for the next sort of 10, 15 minutes before we finish, um, like just advice for people maybe considering recruitment. And we'll talk a bit about some other things. But what was your whole process on like finding out what industry you wanted to recruit in out of interest in? Uh yeah. yeah, so that was a massive one for me because I was sort of looking around recruitment firms. Um, you know, what have you got? You've got audit, tax, um, finance, accounting, all the tech, all this all this stuff. And yeah. it's like, what on earth do I recruit into? Um, and to be honest, I sort of just took a look at the company's website, had a look at their promo video, whatever, looked on Glassdoor for average salaries and that kind of thing um, and reviews and just sort of applied and interviewed at places and got a feel from it from that. Um, I think, yeah, in hindsight, I, I was, it, you shouldn't really bother about it that much. It's not that important. Um, you go for an interview. I mean, I interviewed here. So we recruit for um, sort of all the service lines for professional services, legal and, and practice. Um, mm. Had an interview. Um, and I don't know how many people I interviewed, so many people, but I can tell now they're all people from the different teams. Um, and they sort yeah. of saw which which team my personality fit into, and you sort of just get given the desk, really, don't you? Um, yeah, yeah. And then you learn more about that industry, um, you know how the candidates are, how the clients are, um, and go from there. So I, I don't think it's 
particularly anything to be that worried about. Um, just interview mm. as many places as you can, um, and then just ask the question like, you know, why should I choose tech recruitment over? Don't, don't yeah, be too yeah. presumptuous, but you know, why do I choose this over this? You know. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay. And what about then? What would be your advice for people? who i mean like i've seen i saw another i don't know if you if you've seen these but like obviously it's it's difficult for grads to enter the workforce right stand out it's a lot of competition yeah and see, i mean i've seen those posts where i saw a guy this week post i don't know if you saw it guy sitting in a three-piece standing in a three-piece suit outside <laughs> liverpool street and yeah i've got to rate that fucking That's roasting it. mate oh my yeah, god yeah. he's out there like, like what's it 30 degrees it yeah do you know what i mean so it's just like he wouldn't be doing that if it was if it was like easy to get a job do you know what i mean yeah. so like advice for people listening to this that i don't know knowing what you know now obviously you've prepped candidates obviously it's not for yeah. recruitment but how can grad stand out do you think um I mean, I wouldn't say you have to go to the extreme of standing out on the street <laughs> corner with your CV and stuff. That probably did work for them. Though. I think that post got like five. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. Likes. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. So I'm sure he's probably got a few yeah, you know, interviews off the back of that. So you know, if you back yourself to do that, go and do it. Um, yeah. <laughs> but um, I think uh, in terms of you know getting yourself into processes, first of all, choose what you want to do, or even if you don't know what you want to do, just apply to a variety of things. Yeah. Um, if it's recruitment. Um, I just use LinkedIn Easy Apply. It was nice and easy. Upload your CV, bang, mm. bang, bang, applying to all these companies, um, get some interviews off the back of that. Um, I'd say the key thing is, yeah, with the CV, um, I don't know how important this is for other other places, but for me, if I see a CV that's not formatted correctly or the content's got spelling mistakes, that just annoys me. Um, like, it's, yeah. you know, put, put a bit of effort into it, double check it and stuff, um, that kind of thing. And then when you do get into an interview, this is obviously probably more important than your CV um, is to just prep as much as you can in terms of research into the company. Um, but I'd say more importantly, the the people that are interviewing you, if you can find that out. So if mm. you're going through, um, I don't know, if you go through a rec to rec, they'll probably tell you, or if you're applying directly, um, just ask the internal recruiter or whoever you're speaking to, who are you interviewing with, build a bit of rapport with them. Um, because a lot of um, recruitment interviews and hires off the back of them are based on personality really aren't they more than anything yeah culture um, isn't it yeah and so attitude and yeah just build, build a bit of rapport with them um i like pretty much stalked the the director um <laughs> ambition before i before i joined and looked through everyone's profiles um you know looked at their likes found other interests um so when you go in you can you know shake the hand you know, address them by their name. And that's kind of stuff really impresses. Um, yeah, yeah. And then in your questions, um, just, you know, you might not always have the chance to um, show them that you've done all this research in the interview. So at the end, if they ask if you've got any questions, you know, um, I, you know. I saw that Bob, you did I, this. I've seen, did a... I saw that, you know, I've seen you've been working here for 10 years kind of thing. You joined straight out of, out of uni. Um, like, what advice know, would you have for what, me to be successful or something like that that's literally yeah that's literally one of the questions I asked and that just, I think that's impresses yeah yeah no for like, sure stuff how, like that so on this I think because just uh, again I didn't go to university but like how how like did, was you like communicated to like how powerful LinkedIn can be for your career <laughs> not at all um, I mean, mental I sort of, isn't it I, yeah I mean I sort of just got it as a joke um, in first year me and all my mates just sort of downloaded LinkedIn was like, like what is I think they did business management a lot of them they had yeah. to they had to make a, a LinkedIn profile for their course maybe they studied something about it on that but you can imagine in geography 
like I'm not I've not I was LinkedIn was not a part of my course at all which in hindsight I mean yeah they probably teach it in school to be fair um yeah like, they should, would, yeah like, it's, well, it's about your it's career isn't it it's like it's like, career yeah. related why, so why like, wouldn't you what I wanted to ask you is again, people listen to this. Like, so you said that obviously you use LinkedIn to apply, but and then you also used it for research. But anything else? Did you like how else did you use LinkedIn when you were like applying, trying to get in the door with places that maybe was also useful? Do you think? Um, I guess I mean I followed the hashtag recruitment. Um, yeah. Hashtag recruitment jobs followed all that. Started liking internal recruiters' posts, um, and I guess the main it's engaging thing, with people. Yeah, just engage with people, you know, comment on stuff, you know, maybe do like a post, something like that. I don't know, about your yeah. uni course, just get some engagement going um, yeah. if you can and just a- apply to jobs. It doesn't have to be through LinkedIn. It can be through the company's website, it can be through, um, you know, read, whatever. Um, but with LinkedIn, I think um key thing is just to, the way the algorithm works, you just want to, you know, post stuff, like stuff, comment on stuff, and then your profile gets yeah. seen. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think uh, I think one of the great things about LinkedIn is like people generally are willing to help on on the platform. So yeah, like, literally, if if you're a grad listening to this and you're like, I I really want help with this, like literally, I would just do a post, stick a picture of yourself on there, and be like, this is me. This is what I'm after. Anyone, yeah. like, if anyone could help, that'd be great. And you'd be surprised how many people could help. So, yeah, definitely. I I think yeah, LinkedIn's amazing. Um, I think. I mean, what do people do before LinkedIn? No idea. Yeah, no. I just, I just can't believe it's like not actively spoken about it. At yeah. Uni. Do you know what I yeah, mean? I like, it's just crazy. It's just nuts. It should be. Uh, so a couple of things before we finish. So I know that obviously part of your journey so far was when you was on furlough. Yeah. Um, but what I wanted to ask you was, I guess I know like you're still on your journey, but just interested. So like for people that might be still in their first year, like what would be your top tips for success or to have the best chance of having success in recruitment in those first six, 12 months out of interest? Knowing what you know. Um, I think you've got to fully commit to it. Um, yeah. yeah. You don't have to work crazy hours, but you probably will have to do some unsociable hours at times just to get stuff over the line. Um, yeah. But aside from that, I think, yeah, commit yourself to it. Just, um, you know, just sort of be, a sponge and sort of soak up as much as you can ask questions um mm. and you know just sort of back yourself um you know you probably hear loads of horror stories coming into recruit about how difficult it is and it is tough um but if you choose the right company i mean ambition are great um like you know you've got supportive supportive atmosphere um it's it's not as i mean you know when you go into recruitment you think it's going to be super super sharky and everyone's gonna be nicking everyone's roles and all that kind of stuff and i'm sure that stuff probably does go on at some places still but i mean it, and i can only talk about my own experience ambition yeah, of course you've got to choose the right team um and the only way you can sort of really figure that out is look at glassdoor look at reviews speak to people um within the firm interview there uh and just choose the right firm um and i think if your if your company wants you to do well you probably will do well if you if you know if you put the effort in um yeah i think as a practical tips i'd say the biggest thing for me is by actually having the courage and you know just be brave and pick up the phone um and dial a notoriously spiky candidate or client <laughs> that might be a bit cold um like that's the hardest bit picking up the phone and, and dialing yeah um 
you know, how did you work through it? Like, how did you get over that? Because like, I, I, yeah. I, I can remember that. So, I, to be well, fair, it still happens now sometimes when I'm doing yeah. business development. You just have that weird internal voice of like, oh, you're going to get rejected. You're going to get rejected. It's going to go yeah, terribly. So I think the more you practice it, the better you get at it. Um, yeah, yeah. And I've, I've got a post-it note in front, in front of me that says, afraid of doing business development, question mark, are you going to die? <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean? What's the worst that can happen? literally say, and like you need say, to check yourself with that sometimes yeah just like yeah you know don't take yourself too seriously with it i think um the worst thing they can do is say no um or just be you know slightly uh i've never really ha- yeah, yeah. had this happen to me but you know be ag- i've heard it you know be ag- you know aggressive with you on the phone or whatever it is just lay a loss yeah, yeah. kind of thing um you you know back yourself you're a good recruiter you could have given them an excellent candidate or opportunity so brush it off move on um yeah yeah and again i um, think that's where you yeah on this really quickly and then i'll ask you the final question sorry and i know when you when you we spoke you said um sometimes you like to go out the office and that but i just want to ask you because i've had this in my inbox before and i definitely remember this so i when i went into recruitment it was a team of eight people so obviously it was just just literally obviously like a bank of desks we were all opposite each other it's obviously a small environment and i've had people message me about this before but like how did you get over like that worry of if people listening to your calls <laughs> oh <God. laughs> it's a real it's a real I thing hate, that. i hate that you know what i did you know when you leave a voicemail um and you can press yeah. hash to to re-record it yeah um so i was a bit of well i still am i guess but i was proper proper perfectionist when i first started i had to leave the perfect voicemail um and if i didn't i pressed hash and i just found that so embarrassing like come on just get the voice the right first time <laughs> and it's like you know if you stump me words like you know call me on or call me on my, my, my mobile or yeah, something like yeah, that. Yeah. and it's like oh hash record i think i mean it's just yeah you get over it i mean everyone sort of has that you're in a room with like you know ambition is probably about 30 of us now um in the office uh and everyone's if the room's quiet and you know you're speaking to a camp for the first time and you're like you just got to get over it. That that is, I think everyone struggles with that. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You do get over it though. As you get to know a little more, you feel a little more comfortable in your own skin within the office. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. It is. It's like when it's obviously it's harder when you're like the new person. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah, like exactly, when you're like yeah. when you're like more embedded in the team and that. It like you don't you don't care. It's just funny because yeah. it is true. Like everyone goes through that. Um, <laughs> love that. So look, final question, an important one. Why why should more people consider recruitment as a career rather than it just always being an accidental career do you think why should people be choosing this as a career from your experience um, so far i think i mean i can only speak to myself as an individual i don't know what other people's motivations are i'm assuming that the financial side's a huge thing for everyone but i guess that's already well known um mm. so is the um i struggle with this word merit meritocratic side of it as yeah well. i i struggle with that word <laughs> meritocratic Merit- yeah um, i can't even i don't understand <laughs> so yeah i guess that side of thing that was a massive thing for me personally um i guess you know if you you know put in the hard work you, you know you get to a certain target like you'll move up and progress you'll be recognized for that within the business um yeah. so that's a massive thing um and i think you know aside from um all the sort of standard stuff, ping pong tables and incentives and all this rubbish that's sort of flying around. You know, mm. I guess the most important thing is you're working in a people job. If you like working with people, um, not just sort of, you know, clients and candidates, you know, just in the office, it's very social. Um, it's quite relaxed. You know, you can have a laugh with people and it's uh, it's quite focused, but friendly. I think that's how I describe it, ambition at least. 
So I think yeah. if you want, um, you know, if you want a job where, you know, you wake up and, I mean, I'm not going to lie, you don't always wake up fully, fully excited for the day. It's got something <laughs> really important going on, but like generally more times than not, you're buzzing just to get started. Um, and especially if you come into the office and having a laugh with, you know, people who become your mates, um, then, you know, it's a fantastic career to choose, I think. Love it. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thanks a lot for being part of it. Excited no worries, to see we're on another two, two years, my man. Thanks yeah, a lot. Yeah, definitely. Thanks very much. Done on making it to the very end of the episode. I hope you enjoyed it. I've done my very best to try and level up this podcast that will hopefully mean that you can take even more learnings from these conversations and apply it to your own recruitment career. Like always, if there are any particular topics that you would love me to cover with future guests, then please get in touch with me. The best place to reach me is on LinkedIn. Send me a message. What would you love me to cover with future guests? And if you have enjoyed the podcast, then it would be amazing if you could leave a honest review in your favorite podcast streaming platform. That will simply mean that we're able to reach more people with this podcast. I hope you enjoyed it and don't forget to subscribe completely free on your favorite podcast streaming platforms and we'll be back next week with a new episode of the Recruitment Mentors Podcast.